from the Thinking Out Loud studios, it's the Thinking Out Loud podcast with Kevin and Kyle, the podcast that exists to help you navigate the culture of today from a biblical perspective and to help you grow in your relationship with God. God has commissioned and called you to be a light in this culture. The only way you can do that is to know the truth. No matter what circumstance you're facing, no matter what season of life that you're in, if you truly want to find success in that season, you're going to have to go back to the simple question of what does God say about me in this moment? There's no shortage of information in this culture, but there is a shortage of truth. Welcome back to the Thinking Out Loud podcast. My name is Kevin Wilson. And I am Kyle Wenzel. And we're excited to have you guys back for another week of the show. And before we get into the show today, we want to just talk about something kind of funny. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, you know, when you're doing research for these shows, you just come across some very funny things. And um, I came across this article, and actually, it's from The Blaze. And I want to know. I want to (laughs) know. What you were researching that caused you to come across this article. You know, listen, (laughs) (laughs) researchers at the University of Michigan School of Public Health Department of Environmental Health Sciences, wow, it's a long title, say that eating just one hot dog shaves 36 minutes off a person's life. Oh, I thought it said it adds 36 minutes. No. That, that would make no sense, because then I would just eat hot dogs all day long. <laughs> <laughs> the fountain of youth is found in pork. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who would have who would have thought? Are you a hot dog guy? Well, I'm a food guy. Okay. And so, yes, I am a hot dog. But here's the deal. I'm an all beef hot dog guy. Right. I agree. If it's got pork and rib meat and ch- contains some chicken, if it says that on the package, I'm going to slap somebody with it. I want I want an all beef hot dog. Like I'm talking you go to Gordon's and get the all beef hot dogs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Mm. So you <laughs> I, I am not I I think I think my wife at some point got a a hot got a package of hot dogs and I think it was all like chicken. It was like chicken hot dogs or something. So grody. It was disgusting. Like it <laughs> That's grody. <laughs> literally the worst Ooh. hot dogs I've ever had. Ugh. I mean, I'm not. A, I just feel like there are some people who are just not hot dog people, and sometimes I forget about hot dogs until I go somewhere and they have hot dogs because we don't normally just have hot dogs at our house. Every yeah. once in a while, my wife, you know, Kim, she'll she'll do chili dogs, which she actually did the other night, Oof. which is those are so. Oh good. my gosh, they're great without the onions, though. You put the. Oh goodness, Kev! What? Kev, no. we need to make a list. We're gonna start making a list. A list of things Kevin does not like. All right. <laughs> and then we're gonna have a little theme song behind it as I 97 won the ticket this and go down the list of things that you do not like. And onions are now on that list. You have to have the chili dog with the mustard and the onion. No, 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 no. Just the just the chili and the mustard. Don't need onion. Onions are just they're I, I know why you don't like hot dogs. I like because you eat them improperly. I like hot dogs. I just don't. I don't like onions. I take onions off my burger. Like, the only like, listen, I do. Oh, okay. I, I, I get do it. eat onions I sometimes it. if it's onion straws, like on a burger. 
But if it's just raw onions, that's not like, mm, no, I'm good. <laughs> okay. All right. So this article was, it says 36 seconds off your life. Yeah. It's, sh- yeah. It says that Dude, eating just one ha- shaves 36 minutes. Minutes, not seconds. Minutes. <laughs> oh, minutes. Dude, listen. I need to go pull out a life policy immediately. Yeah. <laughs> at that rate, dude, I've taken decades off my right. life. <laughs> yeah. I was raised on hot dogs, dude. Right? Yeah. What about uh, oh, hot man. dogs and pork and beans? Pork and beans. Yeah. See that? But so yeah, that was good. Now, let me ask you this. So what, what does it say in the article? Like, how do they, how they confirm this? Like, what, what inside the hot dog? Like, what's the reasoning that it's shaving 36 minutes off your life per hot dog? Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of a long article, but it says among those on the index's danger zone, including hot dogs, sugary drinks, such as soda, breakfast sandwiches among the biggest offenders were among the best health defenders. According to the outlet, researchers determined that consuming just one 85 gram serving of chicken wings shaved off about 3.3 minutes of life, while an all-beef hot dog resulted in 36 minutes loss, largely due to the detrimental effect of processed meat. Wow. You would think chicken more of the healthier choice there. It just sounds like if you eat, you're shaving off time. Right, yeah. Like, are you eating dinner tonight? Yeah, you just took 10 minutes off your life. Like, what? Yeah, it says, however, consuming a peanut butter and jelly sandwich increased a person's life by 33 minutes. Wait a minute here. So we can increase life. Yeah. And other foods such as salted peanuts, baked salmon, rice with beans, also saw grains. Oh, also saw gains between 10 and 15 minutes. You know what, dude? I think I balance out. Yeah. I mean, some, I'm going to hope so. I'm going to hope so. Wow. That's just crazy. Like, right. You, well, you, you never really put like that that process together like what i'm eating right now is shaving off or adding to you know yeah time on my life listen i i guess i don't know but i'm gonna continue to eat hot dogs <laughs> right you're just gonna I'm, I'm gonna have i'm gonna have like three or four at a time too so just let your family <laughs> know save it like <laughs> Girl, girls daddy's eating two hours of his life away right, right now. now yeah we just going to stop start <laughs> knocking hot dogs out of people's mouths. Like, Don't worry, though. Tomorrow, I'm going to have PB&J and salmon and get all of it right, back. Right, yeah. <laughs> just balance it oh, out. Oh, man. What? That's some oh, crazy dude. stuff. But with all that crazy stuff, what, Kyle? <laughs> just, I just can't believe I'm going to literally start thinking about my meals now on Monday. My Monday is going to take away from my life, and my Tuesday is going to add back. By Sunday, I need to be back at zero. You know what I'm saying? Like, right? I, <laughs> you got to even heck, it out bro? somehow. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <sighs> Instead of Weight Watchers, we need like Life Watchers. Instead of watching calories, folks, watch your time. Right. Yeah. Right? You might. Watch your minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Anyways, yeah. We just call it Life Watchers. Right, Life Watchers. Yeah. Let's invest into a business, dude. Really? Yeah. 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 And let's call it like Life Watching with Kevin and Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah, try to sell that to Shark Tank. <laughs> yeah. Keep keep your life balanced. Keep it at zero. Don't go in the negative. 
Try to stay in the positive. By Sunday, you need to be in the positive. My goodness. You can have you can have pork and beans on Monday if you have salmon patties on Tuesday. <laughs> Who does these studies too? That's the thing. Like, because there's actually humans. Who gets behind paid it. to yeah, do it? Right? What is that what our grants, <laughs> government grants are going to studies like that? Like, what? Pay me to eat hot dogs. Right? <laughs> you know? And who had to eat the hot dogs and die to know? <laughs> Whose life was shortened by hot dog research? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how'd you get here? Moses is asking him. Right, yeah. How'd you get here? I shoveled hot dogs down for a living. <laughs> it was a hot dog eating contest. <laughs> Just, oh my goodness. Oh. Well, all right. Listen, let's get <laughs> let's get on to the serious topic here and try not to make hot dog jokes. Yeah, yeah. Hot dog flight. No, never mind. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So Kevin was researching Afghanistan and came up with hot dogs, just so everybody knows. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Well, anyways, guys, <laughs> we're going to talk about something super serious right now. Everybody is talking about it. I mean, it's, the, it's all over the news. You guys know it. It's the crisis in Afghanistan. Just awful, horrible yep. images, videos, things that we're seeing coming out of Afghanistan and some of the, mm-hmm. just uh, some, some of the kind of crazy things that has come out, you know, as we've seen people clamoring and trampling over people to get to planes as the, the Taliban has, you know, uh, the Afghan government has crumbled. The Taliban is, is, is in, you know, ISIS K there's a little bit of, of talking about those guys coming in. I mean, there's just some, just some crazy stuff happening over there. You, what we've seen so far is we've seen the latest is 13 service members, including 11 Marines, one Naval Hospital corpsman, and one other service member was killed by an explosion at the airport there in Kabul. Is it Kabul or Kabul? That's Kabul. Kabul. Okay. Uh, and forgive me if I say Kabul or Kabul. I'm probably going to say both during the duration of this show. But 18 other service members were injured and just a, a ton of Afghans killed. I think the latest numbers were somewhere around 170, 180 killed. Yeah. We also had a mother who talked about her two-year-old that was trampled to death. She was there with her parents, uh, which I believe are, you know, they're, they're, I think her parents has some type of physical issues, you know, there. And as she's, tr- you know, trying to leave, trying to get on the plane, her two-year-old daughter was trampled to death. Also, the horrific story of human remains that will, was found in the wheel well of the C-17 military transport aircraft. So basically, this was somebody who could not fit in the plane and was doing everything they could to get out of Afghanistan, holding on to a part of the plane. And of course, you know, plane goes up and that person dies. Like you just can't yeah. hold on to a plane on the outside of the plane like that. And so just a, just a horrific scene that we're seeing over in Afghanistan. And and as a and as a, a podcast, we've always said, you know, we're going to talk about all things that's happening in culture from a Christian and biblical perspective. And, you know, as Christians, we've got to figure out how do we deal with this? It's horrific. This should have never happened. But how do we deal with this? And, and I think we have to start 
by understanding, because some of you, depending on your age, some of you may not understand kind of how this even started. Why are we in Afghanistan to begin with? That's why we do all the research, so you don't have to. Um, and we find funny stories like the uh, the hot dog. But it's <laughs> but it's important for us, truly, to understand how this happened, and then how did we get to this point? So I just want to briefly go over you know, how we got to this point. So let's look at the Taliban. Who is the Taliban, right? You hear, you hear this, you know, Taliban, as, as our president says, the Taliban, not sure if that's how it's pronounced, but, but uh, it is it's the Taliban. Who are these guys? They were formed in 1994. The Taliban is made up of former Afghan resistant fighters. Now they were known collectively as the Mujahideen. I just like saying that Mujahideen. Mujahideen. Yeah. You can't you can't say Taliban, but you can say Mujahideen. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Right. Yeah. Yes. Who uh, they they fought the invading Soviet forces back in the eighties, mm-hmm. and basically their whole thing was to impose their interpretation of Islamic law on the country and to remove any foreign influence. Right. So their whole thing was: we want to come in, we're going to take over. We want to, you know, give we want to give what we interpret is the Islamic law or the way to live. Yep. And we don't want any foreign influence. We don't want America here. We don't want, you know, right. anybody else here, right? Now, after the Taliban, after the Taliban was captured in Kabul, I'm just going to say Kabul, in 1996, the Sunni Islamic organization, they put in a place strict rules, okay? So the Taliban, you know, they said women had to wear head to toe coverings. They weren't allowed to study or work. They also were forbidden to travel alone. TV, music and any type of non-Islamic holidays were also banned. So if you understand, you get you got to understand the region. You got to understand what's happening in Afghanistan. People are being oppressed. Right. Yeah. No. And that's why I'm glad you brought up that, because I feel like right away. You know, we're talking about what happened just recently in one day, but what you have to understand and what Kevin's trying to do is set the backdrop of 21 years of this culmination coming in one day when we pull out our troops. And I've said it, I've heard other people say it, and, and I've, I've said it a lot. Why were we even there in the first place, right. right? Like, go back 21 years. Should And I remember talking to you, Kevin, going, Kevin, man, I'm not so certain that I think we should have even been there, you know, right. but, but doing research, what, what you're going to find out is doing research is the reason Kevin shares all this with us is because the world, not just America, but the world expects the U.S. and our supremacy with the military to intervene in situations that he just explained, Right, where you have, you have people who are rebelling against the land enforcing people into a way of living that is completely opposed to what is our country freedom right and so that's that's basically what the taliban is and so i just kind of wanted to interject there so if, if you're wondering why is kevin telling us about the taliban he's telling you that because this is the very essence of why we've gone over to afghanistan sure there's natural resources like oil and lithium and things like that that we could Go ahead and get in a dicey conversation and go, well, politically, why are we over there? But globally, the reason we're over there is because the world, whether we believe it or not, the world expects us. The UN expects us. Britain expects us to be there because of our supremacy. Right. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's good. You know, you, you never want to have an opinion about something without being fully knowledgeable about what's going right. on. Right. right. And so right. It, it's it's, the, you know, the goal of this show is to give you the knowledge to give you to help you understand, mm-hmm. you know, why these things are happening. Right. And so it's important right. for us. All right. So now let's let's fast forward. So we talked a little bit about who the Taliban is. OK, so let's fast forward a little bit to 9-11. So, you know, w- we know on September the 11th, 2001, you know, uh, Al Qaeda some operatives from Al Qaeda, which was actually based in Afghanistan. This is this is yep. where. So you, when you talk about the nine eleven attacks, it was Afghanistan where a lot of this stuff was planned. So you know it was from their base where they didn't have any interference with our government or anything like that. They were able to pretty much plan these attacks in peace, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. just weeks after Al Qaeda attacked the U.S. on nine eleven. George Bush, President George Bush, he announced that American forces had launched attacks against al-Qaeda and the Taliban targets in Afghanistan, okay? At that time, the Taliban, which they governed most of Afghanistan at the, at the time, they refused to turn over the al-Qaeda leaders who planned the 9-11 attacks, yep. right? So this is, mm-hmm. this is what you have to understand. You know, people go, well, well, you know, why were we over here? Why, you know, what did Afghanistan have to do? This is why we said to the Taliban guys, we know that those guys planned these attacks on 3000 Americans, roughly. They planned them from your bases in Afghanistan, from the mountainous regions in Afghanistan. Hand those guys over. Taliban said, nope, not doing it. Right. Oh. Refused to do it. So then we said, hey, we're going to launch some strikes against the Taliban because we've got to mm-hmm. get to Al-Qaeda. Like, it, 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 Al-Qaeda. Right. It wasn't really because of the Taliban necessarily. We were trying to get to the people who, who did this horrible attack on American soil, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so one of the main points for us to do that was to, for us to do that was to disrupt the use of, F, F, uh, of Afghanistan as a terrorist base of operations. We also wanted to attack the military capabilities uh, of the Taliban. Now, after we routed the, the Taliban and all of that, the United States, so what we did, because this is how awesome we are, um, truly, we went to rebuild the city and, yep. the, and the state, right? And we, so we established, tried our best to establish what we would, as much as we could, a Western-style democracy. We spent billions to reconstruct a country that's super poor and already ravaged by decades of war. And so now we did have some early excesses, right? The, the, the pro-Western government was installed. We had new hospitals going up, schools, public facilities yep. were built. Uh, thousands of girls were yep. able to go to school, get educated. Yep. You know, they were able to attend school. Women that were largely confined to their homes by the Taliban, they went to college, they joined workforces, they served in parliament and government. I mean, just think of this, a place where women were, they couldn't even go to school. They couldn't even learn anything. America comes in, changes everything around and puts a ton of money into their infrastructure. And not only were these women able to go to college, but they were able to serve in parliament. And in the government, yeah. right? 
And, and so, but what happened was, because it's the Taliban, these are terrorist organizations. This is what you have to understand. So there's a lot of corruption. There was corruption that was rampant. There was hundreds of millions of dollars of the reconstruction money that was actually stolen and misappropriated. You know, and, and the government truly proved unable to meet the most basic needs of the people of Afghanistan. So in 2003, with about 8,000 American troops in Afghanistan, the U- United States, they began shifting combat resources to Iraq, right? Because remember, we, you know, we, there was a lot going on in Iraq at the same time. We had wars yeah. going on because we were trying to get these guys wherever we could find them, right? And, but despite the presence of American and NATO troops and the air power, the Taliban rebuilt their fighting capabilities. Now, enter Barack Obama. In 2009, President Barack Obama, mm-hmm. he began deploying thousands of more troops in Afghanistan. And, and this was the surge that reached uh, close to 100,000 by the mid 20, by, by mid 2010 or so. But the Taliban, they grew stronger. You know, they, they infl- inflicted heavy casualties on the Afghan forces. And then you speed that up into May 2011. That's when the U.S. Navy SEAL team, they went in and they killed bin Laden. He was in a compound in Abbottabad, Pakistan. He had been living there for years. But in June, Mr. Obama announced that he would start bringing American forces home and hand over security duties to the Afghans by 2014. Right. Now, now by then, you know, the Pentagon had concluded like, hey, guys, this war could not be won militarily. Okay, so that's that's what the Pentagon was saying at the time. And so basically they said the only way we can do this is to negotiate a settlement to end the conflict and and go from there. Yeah. Yeah. And just just to clarify that, too, because what you're going to also hear is, you know, evil only understands a certain force. Right. Yep. But what you have to understand here is that as Americans, you know, when we see something like 9-11 happen, our first response is we have to meet force with force. And of course, that's what our nation did. But on top of that, we have to do our best to make sure that never happens again. And one of the ways of doing that is the one true hope in the globe, America, the free nation, has to try to duplicate that in other nations. We have to educate women. We have to educate men. We have to educate civilians in other nations. And so by trying to formulate a democracy there, and I know a lot of us don't agree that we should even be doing yeah. that, right? But the plan isn't to create more America. The plan is to create peace. It, it really is. And what we have to understand is that we can, with military force, we can abolish and we can eradicate evil, but then we have to set up a democracy. We have to set up a free people. We have to set up laws in a land. And in order to do that, it's going to be short-sighted if we leave our military there to do that. It's going to be forceful. Right. It took us generations. It took us centuries to build what we have in America. And it's going to be the same thing anywhere else we go. And so with that being said, there's just going to be certain settlements that do have to take place. Settlements that make me feel uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> like, like when you hear, I, I heard it on the news today or uh, this week when I'm like, did they literally just say the words Taliban and allies in the same sentence? Right. Like it perplexed me. Like I was, oh, I was heated. I was mad. I said, so the same people who helped fund Al Qaeda, who attacked the World Trade Centers are now our allies. And I just left it there. Like I was mad. Right. Right. Yeah. 
And so, I mean, and we'll get into that, but what we have to understand is, is cause I don't know where <laughs> that I'm fully supportive of that yet or that I ever would be. But what I'm trying to get at is, yes, our military presence is much needed, but there is a time where our military does need to leave. Boys need to come back home. Women need to come back home. And we need to allow a nation's government that we help set up begin this process of work down the road for democracy, work down the road for freedom. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree, man. So you might be saying, where where does tr- President Trump come in in all of this? All right. So let's let let's fast forward to the pre- the the Trump presidency. Now, when President Trump came into office, it, one of his main things, his first instinct was to withdraw the troops, right? But we, you know, we know how President Trump is. He's not going to just do something on a uh, you know. He's going to make sure you know that he tries to do the best he could possibly do. So he he's but one of the things he stressed was that any troop withdrawal would be based on combat conditions not predetermined timelines. You know, so when he came into office, he was like, listen, I'm not just going to pull troops out because we said we're going to pull troops out on this particular day. He's like, no, we're going to figure out what's going on on the ground. Listen to the commanders, people that are actually in the thick of it. Find out if that's what we need to do. And if they say no, we're going to stay there. I don't care what the timeline was. Mm -hmm. But one of the things you have to know is the Trump administration had also been talking to the Taliban since 2018. Then that that was leading to formal negotiations that excluded, though, the Afghan government led by President Ghani. Uh, hopefully that's how I'm saying his name right now, butchering it. But in February of 2020, the Trump administration signed an agreement with the Taliban that called for all American forces to leave Afghanistan by May 1st of 2021. Now, when when Biden came into office, what he did was he extended that, which I, I think was a, was a good move, because I, I, it seems like at that time he didn't think it was the right thing to do. So he extended the, the time that we would be there, which was a good thing. But in return, the Taliban pledged to cut ties with terrorist groups like Al Qaeda and the Islamic State affiliate in Afghanistan, reduce violence and negotiate with the American backed Afghan government. Now, guys, this is where it gets stupid. And I, I just have yep. to use that word, right? No, use it, because it, that's about the only way you can define yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's so, so Biden, he extended this deadline, which is the right thing, but he extended it, and it, so that in return, the Taliban pledged the Taliban, a terrorist organization who cares nothing about the United States, who cares nothing about the United States' interests, Right. Pledge to cut ties with terrorist groups like Al Qaeda and the Islamic State, and they're going to reduce violence and negotiate. None of those words match anything that terrorists do. Nope. Right. But yet, nope. we thought that's what they were going to do. Right. So, and, and if you look at the primary objectives of the 2020 deal, it was for Afghan leaders and the Taliban to negotiate a political roadmap for new government and constitution. Right. We wanted them to negotiate how can you guys live together, reduce the violence, and ultimately forge a, a, a lasting ceasefire. They can't live together. Right. The entire reason Taliban formed. Yeah. That's why we walked you guys back to that 1994 statement. The entire reason the Taliban formed is because they couldn't live the way Afghans were living. That's the entire reason, guys. Right. So for us to 
honestly, for us to have a, a leader that says, look, we're going to negotiate with terrorists, it just, guys, again, it, it, where's the thing that frustrates me is, is and I've said this and I'm going to say it, and you can comment on this if you've served in the military, but I, I, I would be scared as someone who's being deployed to Afghanistan right now, not knowing where my national leader stands in interest. Right. Is his interest invested in my life and me getting back to my family, or is it in the pockets of the Taliban, China, and Russia? Because for me to sit there and say, my leader is going to negotiate with these guys who, and I'm giving you specifics, CNN, reporter was talking, in the background, you hear death to America from Taliban. Yep. But the, they're chanting it. They're not rioting. And because they're not rioting, the reporter says they seem peaceful. Yep. In the phrase death to America, when does that seem peaceful and how do we negotiate with that? Right. And then we've got leads of quotes and sources saying that we gave the Taliban some intelligence that otherwise put our military at risk because our government was trying to get people out of the nation expeditiously. Yeah. So they were giving them information of green card holders of the such. Well, what happens there is information gets leaked. People in the crowd don't like that. The peaceful, peaceful in quotes, now become ruckus and riotous. And we've got men and women, young children who have now been dead. We've got our own military personnel who are now dead solely based off the fact that we are negotiating with the Taliban. Right. This doesn't happen. We're here today. It does, Kevin, it doesn't happen if we don't negotiate with terrorists. Right. Now, you're going to back it up and some of you going, but Trump? Trump was, the, and I'm not making this a Biden versus Trump. I'm not doing that. I'm making it the right way versus the wrong way. Yeah. Trump, and you're going to hear this in our future episode, Trump was negotiating while the Taliban still had their hands tied behind their back. Right. It's a very big difference. Yep. Okay, there's intelligence that wasn't given. There's reprimands, there's laws, there's rules and regulations that were set, opposed to, hey, we need you to help us get our people out, so we're going to give you intelligence that you should not have. Right. See what right. I'm saying? And that's, that, that's what's led us here today. Yeah, and, and don't, get, don't get us wrong. You know, should, right. we have to negotiate. Like, in, in, yep, in order yep. for us, we're yep. not saying that because we negotiated with terrorists, that somehow mm -hmm. that in and of itself is wrong or stupid. What we're right. saying, it's yeah. how you negotiate, right? If you're the world's superpower, you have a lot in your bag. You've got a lot of leverage. That means you're able to demand things that yep. no other nation can demand. And they pretty much have to bow to what you say or else, right? We're, we're up, until, up until this regime, we negotiated with the position of power. Right. That's what we're saying. Yes. Trump wasn't the first one, just so you guys know that I'm not making this a Trump versus Biden. Trump was not the first president that was backing troops out. Obama was. Yeah. And Bush wanted to. Yeah. Bush just, in his time, we hadn't settled what we needed to settle. So Obama really started it. Trump backed it. And Biden backed it. I mean, it's, this isn't a Democrat versus Republican thing at all. This is just a logistically, <laughs> we, have, we have surrendered power and we never should have done that. Yeah, and every president, no president wants to have a decades-long war, whether they're no, Republican nope. or Democrat, right? So if any of the presidents that come in the office, if they can get those troops out of these places, they're going to try yep. to do that, which is rightfully yep. so. Democrat, Republican, yep. whoever, 
It doesn't matter, right? And they should not be criticized because they want to bring the troops home. What where the criticism comes in right. is how it's done, the logistics yep. of it, right? Because yep. every decision you make has a human attached to it. Just just in like I mean that's yep. just a general life policy that you should uh, remember, yep. right? Every decision you make has a human attached to it. So let let's just fast forward really quick, just on this background a little bit, and then we'll move move on. Mm-hmm. Um, is in 2017, the Taliban issued an open letter to President Trump and calling on him to withdraw the U.S. forces from Afghanistan. Now, after years of negotiations with these guys, the Taliban and the Trump administration they ended up signing a peace deal in 2020. But the, here's what the U.S. agreed to: they agreed to withdraw troops and release 5,000 Taliban prisoners, while the Taliban agreed to take steps to prevent any group of individual, including al-Qaeda, from using Afghanistan to threaten the security of the U.S. or its allies, right? So we're, you know, we're kind of taking them at their word on this, right? And again, mm-hmm. th- this is one of those things. We have to negotiate, but, th- but the difference is who's negotiating with them and what they're willing to do if things don't go our way, right? Right. And so, but, but here's the result of this, though. Violence in Afghanistan grew to its highest levels in two decades. The National Security, Security Council report, they reported and they warned that an emboldened Taliban posed a severe and expanding threat to the governor or the government of Afghanistan. Like that, they, they warned of that. You know, over the past couple of decades, and this is what makes people really mad, is the U.S. spent more than a trillion dollars, a trillion dollars in Afghanistan. And we went over there to, we trained their soldiers, their police, we provided them with modern equipment. You have to understand, the equipment and stuff that we have is nowhere close. They don't don't have anything near the kind of equipment that we have. So we really gave them a leg up, right? You know, in these in the reports of how big the military was in Afghanistan is very it is widely debated, right? But the White House yeah. is saying things like, you know, they had an Afghan force of three hundred thousand, and that I mean, the United Nations Security Council they reported that in June and said that they had around three hundred thousand. So I mean, when we look at that and we just say, okay, you know, they had enough people to when we. Era, when 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 the terrorists began to enter the country, trying to take it over, that they should have been able to to fight that. But another official said that the current intelligence a- assessment was that the Taliban are believed to be in control of. Now look look at this now, and, and this is where we stand right now. They're in control of more than two thousand armored vehicles, including U.S. Humvees and up to forty aircraft, potentially U.H. 60 Blackhawks, Scout attack helicopters, and Scan Eagle military drones. This is what right now, and, and let, let, let's backtrack and talk a little bit about strategy, all right? Because I just showed you all the things that, that have happened up to this point, and then I just talked to you about what the government currently has there, right? Or the terrorists, I should say, because the government's gone, right? So let's talk a little bit about what's happened, right? So Biden, it's, it's almost like he woke up one morning and said, you know what? You know what sounds good today? 
we should just check out of Afghanistan this morning. Literally. I mean, it, 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 it's, and I know that sounds simplistic and you guys probably say, well, Kevin, you know, that's not the way it happened. I understand that's not exactly the way it happened, but the result was the same. There was no logical, there was no logical reason for the way we have decided to leave Afghanistan. We have left their people. We have abandoned our own people. We have, you know, and, and Biden said, hey, he said, look, this will never happen. You'll never see a plane on top of the, you know, people clamoring to get in the planes like we saw a, a, a few, you know, some years back in another war. He said, you'll never see that. But every single news outlet is showing pictures of people just clawing the sides of the plane, trying to get out. Why? Because our president, who had, who is the most powerful man on the face of the earth, decided that he was going to abandon the Afghan people. I mean, there's and 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 American people and American people. The the implications are big. I mean, the way that we left was. Even to the common folk that don't know war strategy, I mean, the simple question is, how in the heck do you leave without pulling your assets out first? The best way to put it, your house is on fire, right? Yeah. You got some time to get some stuff. You logically think, what do I need before I leave this house, right? And so he leaves, all the troops go, and he leaves every asset there, including American individuals. And then we end up having to send thousands more troops back to do what we really should have done in the first place. Nobody disagrees that our troops needed to leave. We're just disagreeing on the fact that the process of leaving did not go the way that we thought it should go. And now we have not just the world, but more specifically China, Russia, Iran. You've got the Taliban. You've got Al-Qaeda. They're all watching. Right. And so the moves that we make, we're either going to look strong or we're going to look weak to other nations. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you guys have to understand it really was that bad. Right. It, this is not a partisan, you know, I don't like Biden and or something like that kind of conversation. Right. We have to be honest as Christians. Right. As it doesn't matter who's in the White House. Right. And I, I want to talk to Christians specifically here. If you are a Christian, it is our duty to be intellectually honest no matter what's going on, whether it's our guy in the White House or not, right? And so if you voted for Biden and you see that this is just a absolute disaster, right? As a Christian, you don't just sigh and say, well, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, he's doing the best he can. He said that he was, you know, he was just following the orders of his people, whatever, all the things, right? At the end of the day, Get be done with politics and say, this was awful. What happened no. No. is awful. It doesn't matter who you voted for, right? Like, it, it doesn't matter if this was a Republican president and the exact same decisions were made. We need to have the exact same criticism is that it doesn't matter yeah. your party line. You have done something that is we look like fools on the world stage, as, as Kyle mm-hmm. just said. We, we look literally like fools, right? And what you have to understand is all of the decisions that are being made right now have much bigger consequences later. You may not see it right away, but, we, but, but China's watching, as Kyle said, Russia's watching, 
Iran is watching, all of those enemies who want nothing but the destruction of the United States are watching. What, what hurts even more is knowing how fast the Afghan government fell. I mean, guys, we got to think about this. There were thousands and thousands and thousands of troops that were over there in the last 20 years establishing what they thought was a democracy, establishing what they thought was a new government, establishing what they thought was peace, only to see it go to complete waste in a day. Mm-hmm. In a day. In a day. Not, not only that, but our resources given up in a day. I mean, we remember the Obama administration. We, we had heard reports about how they were just handing money, <laughs> millions of dollars, and, and guns and this and that. And we were, we were mad about that, right? But in a day to think that we could give up planes, Humvees, weaponry, intelligence of some sort. And you're going to hear in the next episode, we gave up friend and foe symbols. Yeah. So now we've got Al-Qaeda and the Taliban that have our symbols on them. Yeah. On them. Yeah. Like the one way that we differentiate so that our military can be protected is now given away. This is huge. This is a huge, huge, huge act by our nation's leader and by his advisors. Sure, there needs to be accountability and there needs to to be action that's taken because, yes, he is a president and he does take advice from his advisors. Okay, He doesn't just, hey, this is what we're going to do. There's obviously a council of people. There's the the head of the state, there's a chief, and he's got to make sure that he's collecting data from all of them the same way Trump did, the same way Obama did, the same way Bush did, Clinton, all the way back to when this started. But there still has to be accountability that's taken. And in the next coming days, I think that we're, we're going we're gonna to see that based on what happened with the 31st date, we're going to see what's going to have to take place with our, nation, our nation's leaders and advisors because blood was shed. Material was given up, land was lost, and reputation was at stake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 100% agree with you, man. We've got to get, like I said, we, we've got to get past partisan politics here, right? That, that, that's, yep. This is where, you know, your politics just don't matter to people whose families are dying and homes are being blown up, right? They, the, the Afghan people, they could care less about whether you voted for Biden or Trump. They could vote. They could be. They, they could. They could care less whether you're an Obama person or a Bush person. Right. Their homes are being blown up, and you know why they're. You know why they're being blown up. And at the airport, and, and our Marines are dying. 180 Afghans are dead. It's because our decisions, thousands and thousands of miles away, in the Situation Room in the White House, we're making decisions for people, and their lives are being lost as a result of it. Right. And so we have all rights to be outraged at this, you know, and I've always and I've always said this is and you say, well, but, you know, why should we been over there in the first place? Like, why, why are we meddling around in, in, in all of these things? Like, why don't we just let them kill each other? Here's the problem. When we weren't over there in force. Mm-hmm. Look what happened. 9-11 happened. Why? Because they were uninterrupted, able to sit and plot for years to attack America. You have two options. We can either let terrorists plot in peace or Mm -hmm. because they're going to plot no matter what, or we can let terrorists plot running and and dodging our bullets. 
I would I would submit to you as an American citizen, I would I would rather terrorists if they're going to plot, let them plot while dodging our bullets, our drones and everything uh, and all the other things that we that we do to try to wipe these guys out. Why would we want them to have a country where they can just sit back, relax, plan the next attack that could be your son, your daughter, your mom, your dad, whatever? That's that's not so when so the answer to the question of, oh, I just don't understand why we're over there. We're over there because we don't want that to happen. We don't want another 9-11. And whether we emotionally feel like we want to do that or not. It's just a reality of the world that we live in. If you're a Christian, you should understand that. There's evil in the world. <laughs> yeah. Like there, there, there's no way we're going to get around that. So our point as Christians has to be that we're going to do everything we can to, to keep spreading freedom around the world and peace around the world, right? That's, that's, a, that's a God-like mindset, right? Yeah. Freedom in and of itself is a Christian concept. There is no freedom outside of Christ. Just think about that for a second, right? You have two people to serve. You can either serve Christ, you can serve the enemy. The devil, is, he's all about bondage, right? And so when we go to other countries and you say, but you know, we go over there and I just don't understand, like they just don't seem to get it. They will, it's very hard for them to get it because they don't understand the, the concept of freedom because freedom is not a concept in the Islamic world. They don't, you don't get that from the Quran. I've got, I'm sitting in an office where I have a Quran sitting right behind me, right? You can read whatever page you want to read. There is nothing about freedom in the Quran in the way that we know freedom to be, right? And we must pray for the Afghan people, you know, and, and let me, let me say, let me say something here. Let me, let me say something. I'll tell you what really bothers me, and I'm, some of you are, may not be happy when I say this, but there's a lot of memes and there's a lot of stuff that goes around that paints our president in a derogatory manner, in the sense of him being an older person, okay? Yeah. I am not concerned with the age of President Biden. I think it is rude, and I think it is ungodly to make fun of the fact that he's an older man, okay? He's somebody's grandpa, and I'm not, listen, this is not a pro-Biden rant by any stretch of the imagination, but he is a human being. I understand that there are some memes that are funny about maybe his decisions that he makes, but to attack his, the fact of he's older, you know, President Trump is not a young, not a young buck himself, right? These are both older gentlemen. And, you know, he may, you know, President Biden might not be as fast. Uh, you know, I know he tries to run across the tarmac and all of that, which he should not do. <laughs> you know, that's just that, you know, he tries to run up the, the stairs. Why? Because people keep attacking his physical body as, it, you know, as if at 78 or however old he is, you're supposed to, you know, be a, 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 an athlete. You know, it's just not going to happen. He's going to talk slower. There's going to be times where his, his thoughts are not going to come as quick as somebody who's 40 years old, right? It's not going to happen. Now, with all of that said, <laughs> he is the president of the United States, okay? 
It is his responsibility, no matter the age, for him to make the right decisions for the people of America and for any other U.S. interests around the world. It is his responsibility to sit with the Joint Chiefs and all of the other people that he consults with, right, to make sure we're making the right decisions. Guys, it has nothing to do with his age. We have a president who simply, simply does not understand the logistics of the military. <laughs> I mean, you say, well, Kevin, he's been in, in, in office for 100 years. Yes, that's right. But anytime somebody has been around the, the military, he's been, a, he's been a vice president, and you make decisions like this, folks, that is a leadership issue. Not an age issue, not a, none of that issue. It is a leader. It is a true leadership issue and, a, and, a, and an issue with strategic thinking, right? Because none of what we're seeing right now makes any sense. None of it. No, and, and I'll just leave you with this. You got to think to the, we went over there to create peace and freedom and build a nation and we left them in despair. You have to understand what the Afghan and American people were going through when that last plane left. Yeah. And they knew. They knew exactly what was about to unfold. Absolutely, they did. Otherwise, they wouldn't be falling from planes. Right. And, you know, if you look at some of the, some of the news stories, you know, I mean, the president of the United States is asking for help from commercial airlines. Yeah. I, guys, I, I don't know. It's inept. We can't even we can't even get domestic flights to make sense because of COVID creating all this tension for people and we have lack of workers. But in his mind, and this isn't me being a turd, but we can't hook a dang flight up from Detroit to Miami without having complications and cancellations. But you want that same airline to then go get our American people out of Afghanistan? Exactly. The ineptitude is what's really scary. The fact that, let me just, let me just, I'm sorry, but uh, we couldn't tell that a bombing was about to take place. We couldn't tell that the Taliban was going to overtake the government we set up that fast. But now we're getting reports that we found the Taliban, or, or we found the planner in ISIS-K, right. and we, in a, in a remote province, right. and we successfully bombed them. What's scary to me is now I can't, as a civilian, believe these reports. Right. Less than, you mean to tell me now a day later, you're going to be able to find, I just can't believe it, Kevin. I can't. If you can't, if you can't show me that you have the ability to lead and plan and get ahead in a way, how can then in mass chaos and a complete failure of intelligence were you able to find intelligence enough to go find the man who planned this when days before you couldn't even tell there was a plan ready to be created with the same intelligence agency that you were messing with? Exactly. E exactly. And folks, it, and that's the scary place for us. I don't want to say that. I don't want to get on air and say that. That's yeah, not, that doesn't yeah. make me feel good. No. I don't feel justified. I don't feel like, great, yeah, I got all my anger out against Biden. I don't feel that way. No, no, no. Guys, no, I pray no, for no. our nation. I pray yeah. for our leader. I pray for Biden. The same way I prayed for Trump, the same way I prayed for Obama, because that's what we're called to do. Yeah, absolutely. But it's hard, and it's getting hard. <laughs> it's getting hard to believe things that are coming on the media when you go, but we lost 13 military 
18 are injured, hundreds of Afghans are dead. Yeah. But you want me to believe that this plan came to success in such, such short time. Yeah. Guys, that's a scary place to be as a nation. And that's why we're talking about it today. Yeah. Anytime you have a, a military with a budget of almost a trillion dollars or something like that, I, I, I looked at the numbers when I was researching. I can't remember them. I think it was like 970 mm-hmm. billion or something mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you have a, a military that has that much money and we have you know, a couple of million people in our, I think it's 2.8 million people in the military. Okay. Why in the world? Just guys, just pause. Pause in your car, pause on your treadmill right now, pause wherever you are, and just think about, we are asking for Delta Airlines, Spirit Airlines, you know, Alaska Airlines, whatever airlines, to help us, the $970 billion funded military, to go into an absolute disaster of a war zone and pull out American troops because we made a mistake as the government. I mean, Mm -hmm. just let that sink in for two seconds. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely ridiculous. And it's, these are the type of things that we're up against. And you know what, guys? It sounds virtuous to bring our troops home, right? We love to hear that, right? We love to hear, oh, bring our troops home. You know, it, it, it caters to our emotions. Like, ooh, the president came in. He was able to bring our troops home. Here's the thing. The troops that have signed up to be in the military signed up knowing they know that there is no, they have zero idea what could happen when they sign up. It could be, they could have signed up a one year before the worst catastrophe America has ever seen. And they could be stuck in a war for years. They know that they're not asking to come home at the, at the risk of America being attacked. No Mm -hmm. soldier. And I know I know I have friends that are in the military and they have been in the military. No soldier is going to say, you know what? I'd just rather come home because I miss my mom. I'd rather do that than to defend our country or defend our uh, U.S. interests abroad. No soldier is going to say that. So when a president or a, 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 a vice president or some person in the White House gets up and says, you know what, you know, we've been there 20 years. Don't you think it's time to bring these boys home? They are trying to to they're trying to appeal to your emotions. Yeah. And, and I think I think that's where we we have this conversation. It just circles around is if you think about it, what, what this presidential team just did any president could have done oh yeah absolutely and and, and trust me there's not a single president we know by their actions and what they said that didn't want to do that right they all wanted to do that but again we're talking about the process of which you're doing it and why you're doing that process and so it was careless it was completely i don't know how else to explain it besides what you just said it it seems like you're just kind of catering to the emotions of the people but what happened is, is instead of catering to him, it became a big black eye for the Biden administration. Yeah. But now what we do is, is like Kevin said, you got to move away from the politics of yep. it because that's not our job. That's right. It's not our job as individuals, not our job as American citizens, but our job is to hold accountability and our job is to get answers. But now more than ever, like we always say on the show, we've, we have to pray. We have to understand that there's a God that's not surprised by any of this. Right. And and we have to make sure that we stay unified. That same nation that people are climbing on planes to get to, we need to, we need to uphold that, that freedom, that ability to stay together and, 
not make this as political as it needs to be and understand that we are fighting against evil. That's exactly what we're doing. That's why we, that's why we decided to go there in 99. That's why we're still there today. Yeah. It's, yeah, we, as Christians, we should all agree on national security. There, there, there yeah. should be no talk of, of, of Republican, Democrat, left, right, uh, independent. It, it, it doesn't matter. When it comes to national security, if there's one thing that we should all be unified on, it should be that. And we should go, all of us together, both Democrats and Republicans, say, you know what? This is, this is not good. We care about the Afghan people. I care about those people. Think about all those women who are able to go to college and girls able to go to school. Now they're literally running for their lives. I read an article yesterday where the, the women are going around and they're spray painting and painting over all the signs that have women on them uh, that's associated mm-hmm. with any business or, or anything like that because they don't want them to come after them because, again, if you remember, I said at the beginning of the show, the Taliban and, and these terrorist organizations, they don't want them to go to school. They don't want them owning businesses. They can't. Th- that's against their law. Right. And so now these women are going to be sent back 20 years, you know, be, you know, and that's why they want, they're wanting to come to America. So, again, guys, as a Christian, you have to ask yourself. Beyond Democrats and Republicans, what? how should I look at this as a Christian? One, your heart should break for the people of Afghanistan. Two, we should be praying for our president and his advisors. Three, we should do everything that we can to make sure we are electing the officials that are going to protect American interests, whether that be Democrat, Republican, Independent, Tea Party, whatever. Whatever one that you see and you feel that is going to protect America. That's that's the administration that you need. They all say it, but look at the actions. What have they done in the past? What are the legislations mm-hmm. they've signed before? Have they been mm-hmm. soft on things that they should have been a little bit more firm on, right? All of mm-hmm. these things, we have the responsibility to do that because we, the people, elect these people. We, we do. <laughs> so you, we can't, you got, we have to put a little bit of blame on ourselves when we see things that are done and, and that and that we don't like, right? And we have to hold our party accountable. I cannot stress to you enough. I don't care what party you're a part of. Hold them accountable. That makes you credible. Because when you come to me and you say, well, I don't care what they're doing. I just vote for them because that's just the party I vote for because my dad did that. My aunt, my aunt did that. And that's just, that's just what we do. I look at that as just stupidity. I'm sorry that like you don't. That's not what you do. You shouldn't pick a religion that way. Well, my my mom was 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 Pentecostal, so that's why I decided. Well, my mom was Catholic. That's not how you. You're an individual that has to. If you're a Christian, you're an individual that has to give an account to God for every single one of your actions. So how in the world can you look at that and go, well, I go to this church because my mom goes here. I, I voted for this person because my family come from a long line of Democrats or Republicans or whatever. It is, that doesn't, that has nothing to do with you because those people will not be standing with you on judgment day when, when, when God goes down a list of the deeds you've done in your body and ask you why you did this. Mm-hmm. And I know that's rough to think about and tough. And I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be, you know, dark and, and, and horrible here. That's not what I'm trying, but it's the truth, guys. 
And I'm not, I say this all the time, I'm not going to get on this show and lie to you. And if, if you're looking for somebody who is going to appeal to the emotions of people, that's not this guy. I love people too much to do that, right? So if there's a problem, we need to, as Christians, again, we need to come together and we need to attack that problem with a unified voice, a unified voice. And I, and I know some Christians, and it's just our closing here, I know some Christians have an issue of us going to war just in general. I've never understood that. I'm not trying to be mean if you're one of those people. I just don't understand it because the Bible, if you read the Old Testament, the Bible is chock full of war, bloodshed, goriness, like, and not for the sake of, of being gory, right? This is not Rambo, right? You know, this is not, you know, this is not the movies. This is the Bible. It's a historical book that talks about all of the times where God was with uh, Joshua. God was with David. God was with all of these kings that literally slaughtered men, women, and children because whoever they were going against was not honoring to God and was doing horrible things. So the United States government, founded on Judeo-Christian values, have followed that same line of thinking and said, look, we're just not going to let you use mustard gas on your people. We're not going to let you use all kinds of chemical weapons and, and behead people and do all of these things. No, we're going to do everything that we can to come over there and try to, to mitigate that by using our military, right? That, that, that's what we've done. So it, it, it truly is a biblical concept. Um, not saying that we're perfect, not saying we haven't made mistakes, not saying we've always, that all wars have, through, throughout our history has been justified, because I think we can all argue one way or the other on some of that. Were, were we justified to go into to some of these places? And so that's why we stick our noses in, in other countries. Why? Because we have the most resources. We have, we've got, we, we have biblical standards so that we see that worked. All the things that can make other countries better. And by the, by, by the, uh, the, the, the videos and the photos that we've seen as, as of the last couple of weeks here, looks like a lot of people want a part of that kind of life. Anytime you hang outside of a plane, as it's taking off and you're hanging on to the wheels of the plane, that is a desperate attempt to get away from what they don't want and into what they do want. You tell me that the world doesn't want freedom. You cannot look at any of those pictures or those videos this week and tell me that people don't want freedom. So when we're patriots and we shout America out and we say that America is great, that's what we're talking about. All right, guys. I know, I know this is rough <laughs> sometimes, but we, we, these things are needed in our society. And so we look forward to, again, you know, as these things happen, we're going to continue to talk about them, reach out to us, you know, and you don't have to agree with us. That is not, you know, reach out to us though on social media, go to our website. One of the best places to, to communicate with us truly, and I don't say this a lot, is our website. We have a contact us button or contact on our website. Just go there. You'll see the area there where you can just send us a message. Send us a message and say, hey, Kev, you know what? I don't agree with you. Here's why. Or send us articles, whatever. We'll read them. We're open. 
we understand that you know people have different opinions about different things, but we feel that you know we're trying to stick as biblical as possible. That that's what we're trying to do. And so, Kyle, can you tell them where to to find mm-hmm. us? Yeah, I'm going to tell you where to find us, and I'm going to challenge you if you're listening to this show. I challenge you to send a photo either on Facebook or Instagram the next time you have a hot dog. Oh my goodness! Go ahead and drop that photo of that delicious hot dog in there. You could hashtag it 36 minutes if you'd like. <laughs> but uh, but hey, listen, just you know, just 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 interact with us on our show. You can find us at Facebook, Thinking Out Loud Podcast, Thinking Out Loud Podcast fans as well, and then Instagram, Thinking Underscore Out Loud. You'll see all of our branding there. You'll see the posts that we've made. You'll see interactions we've had from other people. You'll even see that we do Instagram Lives. We have one coming up September 13th. So if you become a friend on Instagram or Facebook with us, you'll be able to get us live, see us in person and ask questions that day as well, too. So make sure you go and find us on social media. Yeah, yeah, do that. We'd love to interact with you. So, you know, just Facebook. Facebook Live, we're going to do that. Instagram Live, we do those as well. But join us on those plat- both of those platforms because sometimes we, we join Facebook Live, sometimes we do an Instagram Live. So if you follow us on both of those, you'll know when we're doing them. And like Kyle, you said it's the 18th, right? The 13th. 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 Yep. yep. So this coming Monday. Yeah, this coming Monday we'll be on. So uh, why don't you join us? And we'd love to see you there. And if you're on any device right now, why don't you scroll down wherever you can leave a review, rate us, review us, especially if you're on an Apple. The reason why I always say Apple is because Apple is the easiest one of the, it's the easiest platform to rate and review. Also, it helps us to come up as a top uh, one of the shows uh, when you're searching for shows like ours and it just it just helps us greatly also if you want to give to the show this sh- show does is not cheap it costs us money out of our own pockets to do this every month and we encourage you to reach out to us if you want to be a, a a donor to the show you like what we're doing in order to keep the show on the air we will you know we we're, we have to raise funds that's just the way it is you know nothing in life is free and so we we want to stay on the air and so if you find it in your heart that you love what we do and you want to give reach out to us on our website send us a note we have cash app we also have a um, venmo and the venmo is just at thinking out loud media cash app is the dollar sign thinking out loud media both of those and so uh, if you find it in your heart to do that we would appreciate it very much and we love you guys god bless you have a great week